0: to the 21st episode of the M podcast. This podcast has been created to host discussions of relevance to Global Partners M's in phase four and five fields. During the pandemic, GP launched the Global Marketplace Multipliers Initiative or GMM for short, since we love acronyms so much. Those of us who haven't been a part of the planning and implementation of GMM may be left with questions about what it is, how it works and how it relates to what we are already doing in GP. In today's episode, we are thrilled to be able to listen in on a conversation between Dave and Peter, GP's GMM gurus, as they talk about where we've come and where we're headed with GMM.
1: Well, it's so great to have you join us today for a conversation about Global Marketplace Multipliers or GMM. For short, I'm Dave, and I serve as the activator for Global Marketplace Multipliers, and I I work to just help people discern how they might get involved in intentional disciple making in another country through their work in the global economy. Um, And many who are going to listen to this, and this is likely true of you, or at least people you love and know and work with or support, are long-term missionaries. And you just need to know that we appreciate what you do and the determination it takes. And I'm excited to let you know my conversation partner for this discussion knows your life as a missionary much more directly than I do. Peter, why don't you introduce yourself?
0: Yeah,
2: that's uh, thank you, Dave, so much. Um, Peter, and I serve in a variety of ways with Global Partners, including my role uh, as uh, we call it the Global Marketplace Multipliers Navigator. And uh, with our uh, global marketplace multipliers, uh, our uh, workers, there's there's really three ways we're we're trying to uh, help uh, support them in mm, the mission, the mission to to reach out to the four in ten that don't have access to uh, hearing the good news in a way that makes sense to them. These uh, three ways that we're we're uh, Uh, working uh, to support them, my role as the Global Marketplace uh, Multipliers Navigator is in commissioning, uh, in training, and in relationship commissioning where we're basically uh, interviewing potential applicants, making sure they fit, finding out what their relationship is with Jesus and uh, what their calling is and, and then coming behind them, finding out how do we facilitate that call that God's placed on their life. training uh it's not um, training material always that we've come up with on our own but we're finding resources for these global marketplace multipliers that can get them into a place of usefulness for kingdom border expansion and fruit that will last and then relationship connecting them to local churches here in uh north america but also uh, connecting them with other uh Kingdom workers in the fields where they are and then, uh, in accountability groups in what we call bands, uh, so that they, uh, can carry one another's burdens and in this way fulfill the law of Christ. Confess their sins one to another. Pray for each other that they might be healed. And, uh, we're wanting to help facilitate these global marketplace multipliers, uh, as, uh, either job takers or job makers. And intentionality is needed for this because we want to avoid these workers just going to another field and getting caught in what we would uh, say would be like international ghettos. And uh, that's why why we're uh, uh, working hard to try to support these global marketplace multiplier workers through commissioning, training, and relationship. Those three aspects of, uh, of support that we're wanting to give them. Uh, yeah, back to you, Dave.
1: Yeah. So if you're listening to this, um, you yourself, um, you know, may know of somebody that fits a description of what a global marketplace multiplier is. Perhaps you've called them other things. You know, a lot of people just call them the expats that live in the area. Um, And a, a lot of times we don't necessarily define it all that much. But once I say this, it'll probably ring true to you. Um we just say it's somebody that is a Christian that has skills and a viable profession in the global economy. And they end up living in a country where they either from the beginning, they started this or along the way, they learned to intentionally reach out cross-culturally, you know, build relationships, share their faith and engage in disciple making in that global context. So that's really what, uh, Global Marketplace Multiplier is, uh, you know, one of the ways I tend to describe it to people is say we have missionaries that are capital M missionaries. They're appointed missionaries who really go through the mainstream Uh, process or pathway of being sent from a mission organization. Uh, Global Partners is the one we work with um, that does that. But all missionaries out there, we need that. We need more of that. We need much more of that. But what we maybe have not been intentional about is all the other people who are working and living in the global economy. So we support that and help them by some essential preparation training that Peter just mentioned. And uh, kind of, you know, pursuing some, you know, recommended support that might meet their needs, and then keeping those relationships up. Um, the key thing is the person needs to build redemptive relationships with nationals in the country, you know, where they're working. So, uh, Peter, who should really be thinking about, you know, in some ways, uh, you know, missionaries might, um, you know, know of people that are already doing this, but who, for somebody that um, is thinking, maybe I am somebody like this um who should be thinking about whether they're called to be a global marketplace multiplier
2: well dave we're really looking for two things the first thing is uh is people that love the lord their god with all their heart soul mind and strength people that really have a a a relationship with god the second thing is uh people that have a a call from god to uh Uh, A call to to shining light where there's little or or no uh, light shining. In the country where I served uh, for the last uh, 25 years I remember when we first got there there were no Christmas trees, no lights at Christmas time and uh, I remember feeling really sad because as a kid growing up I I used to love to go driving around with my parents and look at all the lights all over the neighborhoods and uh, as I looked out our window there was just no Christmas trees but I realized that mmm when we put up our Christmas tree and our light, the light shines brighter in the darkness when it's not clouded by so many other lights. So we're we're looking for uh, those that love God, but also that have a call to shining light in dark places, and uh, those are the kind of people that we're hoping to facilitate. Um, Dave, uh, we. Uh, mm, might want to know uh now just to who who's not a good fit for this uh global marketplace multiplier sending
1: yeah yeah it's because uh, you know some people may say well well do i fit the bill is what i do the real key is if somebody has marketable skills in the global economy and a shorter way to say that is can you get a job <laughs> so like if you can't get a job In another country that's going to, you know, pay um, you to live there and give you access to live there, then really you can't do this so everything is really dependent upon employment because a person that's global marketplace multipliers, you know, not employed by global partners or any other um, nonprofit or you know, your NGO, um, instead, um, you know, it's it's somebody that has a job in the country that you're seeking to go to, and that sustainable career then makes you employed there, and it's a foundational part of it. And of course, you know, that work itself is worship, but it's also a way to connect with, build relationships with hopefully pre discipleship and discipleship relationships with people in that work context. But then it also gives you um, the ability to live in that culture and make connections with people outside of work. And of course, any family members that you have could do that with the majority of their time. Uh, and, and in fact, their lives may more resemble uh, the freedom uh, to spend more of their time because usually it's just the main person's visa that's working um, and even able to work, uh, they can give a whole bunch of their time, um, otherwise. So that's kind of a, a, a way that it works. Um, so what does this look like, um, for other people that might not fit Peter in the mold?
2: Well, um, yeah, Dave, I think, um, when we're looking at, at, um, marketplace multipliers and, uh, and, uh, how they, uh, might, uh, Fit into the whole big picture of how we're, we're trying to serve in mission. Um, they uh, really can can work well in in tandem with our our mainstream already appointed uh, missionaries, our our pathway that we're currently using with with global partners. And uh, one example would be um, uh, mm, well when, when marketplace multipliers. Uh, work with uh, the uh, missionaries that are already, uh, for example, being sent out by Go- global partners now as part of an overall field strategy. Uh, they uh, can uh, really help um, the the strategy that's already in place. That's already happening on the field. Uh, the the marketplace multipliers connect with a different subset of people than the regular mainstream mission right. while uh not necessarily having the same extensive training and language acquisition or theological background that a, a mainstream global partners missionary has when when they're placed on a team under a mission sending organizational regional leadership in a coordinated fashion greater kingdom good can be the result i remember hearing the story one time of, uh, of uh, a regular appointed uh, missionary like what we are, are doing right now with Global Partners was working in the Middle East. He was uh, talking with an engineer, uh, a marketplace multiplier who'd been there a couple of years working and they were just discussing their life, work, ministry and and the engineer uh, asked, so, so what's your day like? What do you do? And uh, the mainstream missionary replied, our team had a prayer meeting and then I was meeting with some of our leaders, we had to prepare for a team retreat, and the marketplace multiplier responded, Oh, wow, that is so great. That's so interesting. And then the mainstream missionary asked the marketplace multiplier, Well, what did you do today? You know, I had to meet with the mayor of the city because we were doing this construction project, and one of his offices needed to get us a permit. And then I, I met with the head of the local construction company, and, and, uh, well, the marketplace multiplier was kind of jealous of the long-term worker, saying, "Wow, I wish I could, I could be doing missions and work like you, but I'm just doing this." And the mainstream missionary said, "No, you are meeting people who have never even met—a believer or a follower of Christ. You're engaging here as such a unique opportunity." And uh, the the mainstream missionary, the marketplace multiplier, they can work together and help support each other well because. The long-term workers often have the language and the culture and the disciple-making skills, but the the uh, marketplace multiplier is put into a place of getting key relationships quickly. And if those two can be connected, then uh, we have the potential to fit together like hand and glove in a coordinated kingdom-building uh, endeavor. Endeavor.
1: Yeah, that story. I, I mean, I just love it because. You know, it, it, at first, when you hear when people are thriving like that, they have a little bit of like almost jealousy of like, hey, I wish I could do what you do. And part of what's beautiful in the body of Christ is when you start to recognize um, what each other that that you're both doing what you need to be doing. And the beauty comes when it starts to even dovetail together um, and work together. So this that, that's how it kind of fits in with the broader strategy. Um, and I think for us that, you know, we have a particular eye to, like you mentioned earlier, Peter, the, to the four and 10 who don't have access to the gospel. Um, I'm, I think we all believe it takes all types of workers to reach all kinds of people and fundamentally why global marketplace multipliers was started, uh, as an idea, you know, even before I was a part of it, um, was, Hey, global partners said, we want to. Um, make it more possible for more kinds of people to get involved in the mission. Um, and so th- that's why, you know, we, I mean, we we only just launched this publicly in February of 2022. Um, and, but we now, you know, we've got a digital nomad and, and, and uh, his wife, who is a teacher now in Eastern Europe you know, a, you know, school principal in East Asia, who's been doing this for some time. Um, and, you know, as is a big part of our team now, even, you know, a professional basketball player in Southern Europe, who's kind of moved all around, uh, you know, never wanted to be a missionary necessarily, but kind of fell into it just because that's what he does. And he's a Christian uh, and already connected with us. Um, a school teacher right out of college who just decided okay i I, I want to um, use my ability to teach and she got a job uh, and and just a week ago um, moved to a country um to the, you know with a super high percentage of atheists um, I think one of the highest in the world if not the highest still um and so you know that it, it's it's important that these people who otherwise probably would not have become missionaries they're really Fell really called to at least in this season their profession. Um, they're now involved in the mission directly and in disciple making, and in some cases, they're actually partnering directly with um, missionaries um, in the area uh, for the overall strategy. So, so Peter, how does this all work? Because you know, some people may want to get under the hood and know how it works, even financially. Um, so, how does it work for GMMs and otherwise with global partners? Well, good question, Dave. I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I think it is
2: an important issue to, to clarify. Global marketplace multipliers don't need to pay anything into global partners, uh, this, the sending agency, but they but they will need to pay for um, services or coaching that they seek along the way from other organizations, uh, training organizations, uh, some of which uh, would be organizations that we've recommended them to uh, seek out, uh, but. Um, but Global Partners doesn't charge uh, to support uh, the Global Marketplace Multipliers. The hitch, of course, is they need to have a self-supporting job in the country into which they move. The Global Marketplace Multiplier then doesn't get all the services and support a Global Partners Appointed Missionary uh, gets. Uh, We're just trying to keep things simple, Dave. Uh, Dave, so what expectations do we have on the the mainstream missionaries in the country where a, a GMM moves?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a key question. And, and you know, the, the key here is it's not as though, uh, you know, a global marketplace multiplier is going to show up on, uh, you know, an appointed missionary's doorstep, uh, you know, a month from now saying, hey, I'm here, uh, run my life for me. That's not the way it's designed. Um, there's a process and it's important to understand that process. And it involves directly um, with um, engagement with the people in the, the appointed missionaries in a country that a GMM wants to go to if there are missionaries there. There are some cases, we already have this, where a GMM will be in a place where there are no uh, missionaries, or in some cases, and this is part of the 4 and 10 dream, in some cases, um, we may not for a long time be able to have appointed missionaries there. And the way that one can be in that country is as a, a GMM. So that's how it all fits together strategically but um we actually just had a conversation with a teacher here in North America who um she's been teaching for some time and she's got a real love of of uh you know a real heart for those that need access to the gospel and worldwide and she's got a contract to teach this year, but she's now thinking, okay, maybe I next year will not sign a contract and I'll go and teach in another, uh, con- another country. And so there's there's the process after really confirming and discerning with us that, yes, that's the right thing to do right now. And part of that, by the way, is us discerning with them, maybe you should become an appointed missionary and and seek out that entire vetting process. Um, Because in reality, the people that do that, they can spend the majority of their time doing uh, the disciple making and and evangelism and and church formation work they do. Um, And so somebody that has a full time job somewhere, it's consuming almost all of their time and energy. And so they really have to feel called to their career. Uh, in order to in order to be a GMM too. Um, but in the process of course sort of doing that we there's the selection and that's finding the place in the world that's the best fit for that potential GMM. Um, And some of that is figuring out, okay, who are the missionaries that we may or may not have there? Do We start to do some more informal introductions just to build the relationship if they don't already know them, in some cases they already do. And then there's the actual point of saying, okay, this is the place they want to go and they actually begin to seek a job there, or in some cases, you know, this this the order changes some on how it's working for the person. They already got a job there, or they're being transferred by their company to this, and they they didn't even necessarily think all that intentionally about going to the globe, but their company's transferring them um, somewhere. Well, we want to support those people too, and then say, okay, let's let's talk this through and be intentional about it, not accidental. Um, and so then we actually have a training process, and the key part of that training process, it's initiated with a conversation between any missionaries that are in country, the trainers and the potential GMM. So that's sort of a matchmaking kind of a conversation where you get to sort of DTR, as we used to say when I was younger, define the relationship. Because in some cases, it's going to be, hey, we're just in the same area. We want to support one another. We want to be friends. But there's not a whole lot more to it than that. In other cases, they actually might see some synergies with each each other's gifts with some of the things that the missionaries have long needed, perhaps in that context, uh, and some things that the GMM would like to do. And they can sort of say, okay, what are the expectations we have of each other? Because as I found over and over again in life, uh, so much of satisfaction comes through clear expectations and not having too high or too low of expectations of other people or yourself. And that's where somebody can become a little more independent in what they do, or they're really working in full partnership with missionaries in in, in the area. Well, that kind of gets us some of the sense of things. I know for myself, I'm super excited about the possibilities uh, of this, not only for um global partners as an organization because we want to expand who can get involved, Peter. But I'm also excited, um, just, and and maybe, maybe secondarily excited for all of the people I know who feel this great, you know, sort of calling to their work um, that God may be, not just wanting their faith when it comes to the globe and not just their money and their prayers, but maybe God, Has a plan to use their work their career this is obviously something that happened for you peter i don't know if you could share that a minute and take a minute before we're done and share a little of how god used your career because you started off not as a missionary and not as a pastor or anything like that what was your career yeah well when i was a kid i i uh
2: i felt like father called me to uh be a doctor uh first john um says, uh, dear children, let's not love with word or tongue, but with actions and in truth. And I felt like he said medicine could be a bridge, of friendship over which I could tell people about him in a country where normal M workers uh, couldn't go. And uh, well, when I uh, landed on on the field, we were uh, able to see a clinic birthed that we uh we able to train doctors with and then through those doctors that we trained um, facilitate charitable work it became a tool in the local uh, churches hands to do evangelism discipleship uh, church planting and uh, and mercy ministry and uh, so Dave I just I really believe in this, uh, marketplace multiplier uh, pathway, I really believe that. Uh, father wants to use all the gifts that he has uh in his church opening new fields um discipling, uh believers uh growing them in uh in uh ministry and churches and then even sending out new missionaries from churches that have grown uh from uh initial mission efforts Uh, Dave, I'm so excited to be a part of this project and so excited to be working with you and these other uh, uh, missionaries in this uh, global marketplace multipliers pathway.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. And, And one of the things that has been helpful for me that builds my excitement is I'm ending up having a lot of conversations with people that don't really talk a lot about missions. They don't talk about the unreached people groups. Um, It's not really on their radar and being able to start the conversation with the career they have and they think about every day, they get up every day and do that work to start with that. You know, you know, a lot of us would love to maybe more say, just start with the mission that matters, all that. But sometimes people need to start with what's in front of them and it becomes a doorway. And I've seen the lights turn on for them to finally see themselves in the story a story that they felt has only included other superhero missionary types in the past, and not them. And so that is, I mean, if that can continue to happen for, you know, dozens and then hundreds and then hopefully thousands of people eventually, um, then then that would really amass the kinds of 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 human resources needed for us to truly reach out to that and 10 that don't have access to the gospel. So um, that's about all the time that we're gonna have to be able to join this uh, this Facilitator M podcast. We're pleased that they've had us uh, on board with this, Peter. But where, where should people go that are looking for a little bit more information on this? Oh, they can go to uh,
2: gponline.org forward slash GMM. gponline.org
1: forward slash GMM. Excellent, excellent. And uh, make sure when you go to that page right now, if you if you haven't yet pulled it up, please do so gponline.org slash GMM. Um, sign up for the newsletter on that page and you'll get um, informed a little bit and that'll show up for you. And uh, be sure to stay tuned. And if you are an M with um, Global Partners, um, we're going to be having other conversations with you too Uh, even if it's not specifically about potential GMMs in your area, just more informational meetings that we'll have coming up this fall and uh, uh, check your email out for that. If you have interest for those that are a little bit broader um, in the kingdom of God, um, just say, you know what, include this kind of thinking. You don't have to use the jargon or language or anything that we've talked about here Um, just in your own language. Be sure to include the reality that someone's work is a part of their worship they're in whatever local context they're in, in, in the entire world. And that includes uh, a process of discerning, huh, could God use my work as a way to send me in mission to a place that really needs disciple makers? We've got to remember, when we, we've, we've used four and ten a few times in this podcast, both Peter and I have mentioned it. you got to remember, when we say four and ten people, uh, that means that those people wake up in a place, in a town or a village or a city, or a countryside that they, if they were to knock on every door around them, they would not find one person that would disciple them. And in fact, there's 38 unreached people groups right now in the world, 38 of them that are 10 million or more people that are entirely unreached with no, um, indigenous national leader, uh, sustained movement of Jesus. Well, when you think about that, that is a massive injustice that we just really want to, um, really want to solve. We want to be a part of the solution of that. And we believe that global marketplace multipliers will be a part of that solution. So thanks so much for joining us. And uh, on behalf of Peter, um, thanks for being a part of this podcast. We'll turn it back over to the team.
0: Thank you. Thank you,
1: Dave.
0: Thanks Dave and Peter for bringing us up to speed and thank you listener for listening in. We trust that the podcast was informational and helpful to you. Stay tuned for new episodes coming up. God bless.